Welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Sometimes there are tangents. Every once in a while, we're incredibly poignant. It's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. Like many Halloween episodes, this was recorded on October 29th. Also, we didn't talk about Halloween that much. The good news is Katrina Constantine is the guest, and she's very funny, she's very talented, and she's also Greek, so we consoled each other about our families. Not that we need much consoling. I mean, in case our families are listening, you guys are so great, and we love you a lot. Definitely no therapy necessary. Listen to this episode while on the way to visit your family. It may just help. And now, on with the show. There we go. Hey, good morning. My name is Nick. Every week I do a show here on the radio dial, 91.5 on the radio dial. And every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception, a returning guest, as a matter of fact. Katrina Constantine is here. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning, Nick. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here, for returning. It's been almost a year to the day yeah. that you were on the show. It has. And uh, let me just turn up your mic a little bit. And let's see. Is that better? That's way better. Hey. <laughs> and uh, so thank you for coming back. So looking for ways to bring people back uh, on the show. So I'm not going to do a regular show today. So the regular interview show has like bad business ideas and games and pop quizzes and stuff. This is more of a conversation between you and I because scheduling conflict wise, it's not like we can get together very easily unless I come visit you at a market that you're doing or something along those lines. So this is how I get to get to see my friends again. That's perfect. By inviting them on a radio show that I do. And I am completely unprepared, so I like this format. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, and uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about is coming up this weekend, we've got the Greek Festival. You and I are both Greek. That's kind of how we first uh, bonded over some of our shared experiences with uh, things like unibrows and beards, beards, beards. on women, beards yep. on men, uh, just hair in general. That's how Very. we, that's how we bonded. And then just trying to cope with being Greek. Cause it's not like it's a well-known, uh, cultural thing. Like we're known for creating stuff 3000 years ago, but since then we did nothing, nothing, zero, but make good food. We've been sitting on our laurels with the exception of good food. And you can experience some of that this weekend at the Orlando Greek Festival. That's right, and I'll be there, and Nick will be there when I drag him there. Yes, I, I enjoy the Greek Festival, so it's a little bit of a traumatic experience for me, just like going to churches now. Oh, me too. Um, so growing up in the Greek church, or the Greek Orthodox church, uh, it's very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Overwhelming? It is, yeah, but it's got a lot of pomp and circumstance. Right. Mm. So you have all of these things that you do every week. You're with the same people all the time. And so going anywhere else now, even though I didn't like it that much and the, the experience that I had towards the end of my uh, religious journey at the church in Daytona wasn't great. Um, everywhere else doesn't seem exactly right. Like that smell of incense, that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry because I fasted all morning so I could do communion. And you just want the bread. I just want the bread. As an altar boy, that's, I mean, we yes. pounded bread in the back. Oh Sorry. my God. Oh, Sorry, oh my God. I didn't know you did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
We wow. absolutely did that. that Why was were, one of the we weren't allowed to be altar boys. No, no. You yeah. weren't. Women weren't allowed behind the altar at all. No, it's so like traditional still, which is very, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Did you know we can't even cross our legs in church? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, women can't cross their legs in church. Yeah, but you think it's good to cross your legs because you know. Relax. Yeah, not just not just relax. Well, you weren't allowed to wear pants too, right? No, no, it had to be like dress. Yeah, you had to look good for Jesus. Yeah, dress. We all do sometimes. Like it was basically a a fashion show. Oh well, that it definitely became that. (laughs) So uh, this is Greek talk with Katrina and Nick. (laughs) (laughs) We love being Greek, by the way. (laughs) We do, we do. But I think there's uh, those experiences. So you, you know, Italian experiences are very common in pop culture. Mm -hmm. And I think there are other cultures like that, whereas Greek is a little bit weirder. So when you find somebody who has a similar experience and you can talk to them about it with tongue firmly implanted in cheek, as opposed to, you know, some of my cousins who... Still think that was exactly the way, and that's how they're raising their kids, and that's and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's own. not that's not for me <laughs> necessarily. So having you back again after a wonderful show last year, and uh, so the Greek Festival um, is in Orlando, uh, where the Orlando Greek Festival is this weekend. Then a couple weeks is the Daytona Greek Festival, which was another scarring experience for me because that's you know I danced. At that festival, I danced at the Greek festival did in you? Orlando. Did yeah, you? Okay. look at yeah. us. So I and when I was uh, very young, I got to wear because what's cuter than a young boy in a skirt? I got to wear the full Greek soldier garb and stockings. Oh, one hundred percent stockings. <laughs> you can't do it without the stockings. Yeah, definitely. The red shoe with the tassel, the hat, <laughs> the almost fez-looking hat. It was pretty amazing. Once again, I was jealous of that because the girls had to wear full on like. Oh, those were like, heavy dresses. Really heavy. It's like Gandalf, what yeah. he wears, but yeah. more colorful. Yeah. There was a, a good time with that, though, for the Greek Festival in Daytona is they would, um, there was a game room in the back and they would ship in video games. What? So between dances, we would, if we were lucky enough to have a changing room that year, we would go change and then basically just get a stack of quarters and play video games all day. That's awesome. In between dances, I would go and um, cry in yep. a room. Yep. <laughs> so that was my experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds normal. That sounds yeah. normal. So speaking of holidays, which Greek Festival essentially was mm-hmm. uh, for us, Halloween is coming up. And I have huge confession. I'm exactly. breaking news. I don't really care for Halloween. <gasps> what? Right? Someone thought I said that the other day, and I got offended that they thought I said that. Really? Yeah, and you are now saying that. I Okay, so I don't know that I like the costumes. Okay. And one of the reasons for that is I'm constantly feeling like I'm wearing a costume, right? Like this is my beard is my was a reaction to being in the NBA program here at Rollins and having like severe imposter syndrome. <laughs> So it's like, I need a mask. I need a constant mask. And I just kept it because it makes my nose look smaller. Hashtag Hashtag Greek. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I, and I've also had bad experiences with my Halloween costumes because I will like borderline cosplay Mm -hmm. and then people don't get it. No. Do you do like really obscure? Not really. But one of them was, one of the ones that really stuck with me was I tried to do Neo from the Matrix. Okay. 
as if he didn't go into the Matrix. He just got old and like middle aged, <laughs> but then always regretted not going in the Matrix. Uh, so he still dressed like that. That's so good. It is. I looked like a monk though. Oh, uh, yeah, I can so, see that. And that's where everybody thought I was a monk. Actually, there was a, a costume, you know, the really cheap ones that they, they just generic costume. It said like, the Matrix or priest. Yeah. <laughs> it had like yeah, an that and was or. the problem. I dressed yeah. up like that and I just looked like a priest. Yeah. I also shaved the top of my head because I was like middle age. Uh, Wait, Neo. you legitimately shaved it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you just wear a bald cap? Uh, no, 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 no. Hardcore? But yeah, it looked like an avid sort of hairstyle. <laughs> so ever since then, I just, you know, the, the everything about Halloween has just been like you have to hide in your house if you don't want to give out candy. You have to like turn out all the lights and hide underneath the bed and hope that nobody comes to the door. I mean, I do that on every like regular day. Every regular day, but yeah. Halloween especially for for yeah. someone like me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> more people, more people ringing. <laughs> more people are definitely ringing the door on Halloween. Um, and you know, I also think that this is the perfect time because obviously people out there want to create zombies. That's mm -hmm. my understanding from popular culture oh, is that it's just going to, somebody is actively doing this. This would be the perfect time to unleash zombies. Okay, fair enough, because also Halloween Horror Nights, I'm just waiting for that one day that a real killer goes in there and just starts killing people, and people are like, oh, it's part of the show. Wow, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to go there. Ever. I Now that you've given that idea out <laughs> into the world, that oh, never occurred to me. Oh, my God. No. Oh, We're, I take that back. Yeah, I hope no one's listening. Yeah. are not a big demographic yeah. with this show, okay, luckily. Perfect. And so. only like two people are listening right now, right? They're, it's mostly just you and I. Hi, Jillian. Hi, good morning. Hi, Mom. Hey. <laughs> My mom doesn't listen. Oh. Uh, yeah, so just in general, um, pumpkins are gross because they just get, they just rot out. Uh, very quickly, especially here in Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not big on scary movies. Just movies in general. I think I may have mentioned this when you were on the show last time. I only watch the first 20 minutes of movies. Okay. And then I'm out. And then you fall asleep. And so scary movies, to me, they're building this wonderful tension, but they never go anywhere because in the first 20 minutes, they're still setting up. You know what? I don't actually like scary movies. You do not? No. Do I even like Halloween? I'm wondering. Oh, my God. This is the anti-Halloween show on WPRK. I don't like Halloween Horror Nights. I don't like scary movies. Oh, my God. So here's my point, <laughs> is that Halloween is becoming more and more popular, right? Like, the only holidays that really beat it are Christmas, because mm -hmm. that's always going to beat it. Um, Thanksgiving, because we like eating. Although Best. we don't necessarily like spending time with all that family. True. And then I think Mother's Day beats it, but only because we feel guilty about our mothers and we buy them <laughs> something nice, right? So from a spending perspective, technically Halloween is fourth, but really it's second behind Christmas. Valentine's Day, though. You forgot about oh, that. No, no, no. Halloween, we spend way more oh, true. on Halloween and candy. than we do Valentine's You're right. Day. So what I'd like to do, speaking of Valentine's Day, is make um, bring in aspects of Halloween to other holidays to make them more popular so that Halloween goes down a level. I would like Halloween to go down a level. So like sixth place, seventh place? What are we talking about? Yeah. Like sixth to seventh. I want it to be place. tied with Arbor Day. Okay, perfect. So like is first of all, I don't even know when Arbor Day is. 
Secondly, nope. I think it has to do with trees, but I'm not really sure. It does, actually. That's what I want Halloween to be. So you want it to be like sexy trees? Like trees and heels? Oh, yeah. So we like, can apply, apply Halloween to Arbor, Arbor Day. Day up. So we that can would bring Halloween down. Perfect. Yeah. I don't want to create a second Halloween, though. Okay. What I want to do is just make other holidays so popular that they usurp. So Halloween. give me an example of what's going to bring Arbor Day up. Uh, well, not necessarily Arbor Day up. Let's talk about Easter, for example. Perfect. So we've got Easter candy already, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have Easter trick or treats. Right. So when you go to look for the eggs, maybe there's some exploding eggs. Maybe we make it fun. Oh, my God. Or you go into random people's houses on your street and they have eggs hidden in their houses and you have to go into their house, into their houses and find the eggs. Do you go into people's houses on Halloween? I mean, I would if they had (laughs) Easter eggs in in there. Sure, sure. Um, Costumes. I think costumes we could, even though Thanksgiving we know is already more popular. It's close to Halloween. Mm-hmm. So let's apply costumes to Thanksgiving because, again, you're spending time with family. And, you know, uh, you're wearing – you want to wear something flexible and expandable anyway. Yeah. So maybe a costume really works for you. Yeah. Because then you can just eat a lot, not feel guilty, and then nobody knows who that person dressed as, you know, Frankenstein is over there. And they don't talk to you. I love it. And um, also – you can uh, just hide your face and pretend to be someone else the whole time. So you can just pay someone to be you. Oh, to go in your stead. Yes, and then gather all the food in a little to-go box. Tupperware. Yeah. And I then, like that. I didn't even think about that because the costumes can be disguised. Can you imagine if, like, multiple people in the same family did that and they were just strangers, like, having dinner together? Yeah. And only, like... Actually, I can. <laughs> I can't imagine that. That's perfect. No one's talking, <laughs> just eating. Oh, my gosh, that would be great. Um, Not to get off on an aside, but uh, I don't know if this is happening to you. As my aunt gets older, she's sort of the matriarch and the one that cooks and brings us together for different holidays. Um, She doesn't do a lot of cooking anymore. She just kind of goes to Sam's and Costco. Costco. Greeks love Costco. Oh, they love it. (laughs) Uh, So this year it was... Um, uh, okay, so here's some fried rice that she got out of a bag for one, you know, instead of the stuffing she used to make, mm-hmm. uh, it was fried rice. And I'm Does like, she- I'm, I'm not coming here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. Yeah. Thea. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then Valentine's and I, I, I made one for you. It's in your little gift bag. Should I open it? Yeah, please. Uh, for Valentine's, I'm thinking, what if we made the Valentine's a little scarier? And so you've got a Valentine's in there, sort of a not-so-sweetheart. Oh, it's like a... Yeah, so you get some ghosts and stuff, but yeah, there you go. We all float down here. (laughs) Right? On a heart? That's amazing. So you're you're sending these scary messages, but in a loving way. Yeah. So we make Valentine's Day a happier experience for the people who don't have anybody because now you're sending kind of... Oh, so like I'm watching you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I like that. We should put that into a song or something. Yeah, I feel like it's something that should have been out there already. Should have been. (laughs) Should have been. Uh, So any holidays that you would like to um, add to or you also feel strongly about and want to usurp in some way? Um, And I'm just going to keep saying usurp because I'm using it in the right Mm -hmm. uh, context. It's very very appropriate for the times. Um, 
I don't know. Like, you know what holiday I really want to go down the list, actually? Columbus Day. You want to get rid of get Columbus Day. Get rid of it. Yeah. So, like, how do we, like, do the opposite? We make it less? Or what if we combined holidays? Oh, like, okay. I like a mashup. So, like, um, like, International Women's Day, maybe, with Columbus Day? Yep. Put it together. Uh, we could do, like, like blindfold women on that day, and they just uh, walk to the nearest whatever they walk to, um, and they claim it as their own, but only if a, if a man owns it. So oh, if they, like yeah, that, yeah, so you like blindfold yourself and you walk to like a person's home and you're like, oh, <laughs> is it a guy? It's a guy's home. Yeah, we'll take this it. This is mine now. Yeah, this is mine now. Yeah, um, this so, is mine now, Dave. Yeah, so I feel like by maybe combining that, we can get rid of it a little. I like that. Or like just like make that. it something better. I think improving on it. Yeah, improving is on what it. what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> as far as like, Making other days go up. I love Groundhog's Day. That's my favorite holiday. Okay. Yeah. I love it because I just decide to be really, really excited on that day every year. Is uh, it around your birthday? No, or nothing. No, nothing. It's yeah, just February second. Yeah. I'm in for it. I love it. I love it. Just I don't even watch like the groundhog what he predicts. It's just the whole day is like my favorite day of the year. I'm glad you don't watch the groundhog because knowing how you feel about animals, um, you would probably, one, go out and adopt a number of groundhogs. 100%. And then you would start some sort of groundhog-like cult. Oh, yeah. Free, free the groundhogs. Now that I think about that. Groundhog cult. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Groundhog Day could be the big holiday of the groundhog cult. And, you know, because we're basically, we're, we're, we're asking an animal to tell us how to act yeah what to predict the future like should we wear a jacket or should like, we not that's a cult yeah that's like that super bowl octopus super bowl octopus right yep is that was that right there's an oct <laughs> uh, there's a couple of animals but the octopus was predicting like different sporting yeah. events and um elections and things like that yeah, yeah. so because they are aliens <laughs> exactly and <laughs> no one should eat octopi because they are smarter than us and they can live forever. Okay. Yeah. That's Good against point. my Greek heritage. Yeah, To, to say don't eat octopus. It is. Uh, so, all right. So Columbus Day, Halloween. I feel like I've gotten a big uh, confession off of my chest. Do you want to confess anything while we're on the air? Um, yeah, actually. I'm sure there's a few things. Uh, oh, God. Being put on the spot. <laughs> Why don't you think about it? Why don't we play a song? Sounds great. And, uh, oh, by the way, the first song was uh, Mother Mother, a Canadian band with Ghosting, which I really like the idea of uh, not playing traditional Halloween songs, because, again, against Halloween, but also ones where they're, it's analogy, an analogy for, um, you know, stalking. So that was a song about, hey, I've been ghosting you, like, like in your life as a phantom, and now I'm going to get out. Wow. Because you don't need me in your life. I didn't anymore. know they wrote a song about my life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's cool. There is a song about everybody's life. <laughs> it's true. Somewhere. So let's listen to Medeski, Martin, and Wood. This is the end of the world party on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. My name is Katrina. Oh, good. I did get I your knew, name right earlier. I knew my name. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. This episode is brought to you by Beside Yourself. The CIA, the NSA, your internet service provider, hackers, fishers, credit card skimmers, 
everywhere you turn, someone is trying to steal your identity, your financial information, and they are spying on you. You probably shouldn't go outside at all. Can beside yourself keep your identity safe? No chance. So why don't we give you someone else's identity? Fight fire with fire. In the basic version of our service, we give you an identity from another one of our customers. We switch identities every 60 days so no one really knows who you are. Need a security upgrade in your communications? Guess what? You're sending letters now. We reteach you how to write in cursive so no computer can scan your writing automatically. Order now and our technicians will install a phone booth near your home. If it was secure enough for the Sopranos, it's secure enough for you. Besides yourself, untraceable, untrackable, probably legal, open an account at toacertaindegree.com. Medeski Martin and Wood on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was the end of the world party. Because it's Halloween, I thought that that would be an appropriate song to play. Also because it's 2018 and that's an appropriate song to play. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm Canadian, so I don't understand your ways, your American ways. I don't understand our Amer- American <laughs> ways either. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with Katrina Constantine, a returning guest on the show. And so instead of doing the normal to a certain degree sort of interview process, uh, we're just going to hang out and we're just going to chat because I love you to death. You're creative, you're Greek, you're funny, and uh, basically it's like looking in a mirror except way better. <laughs> um, no, I disagree with two out of the five of those things. Which one? I don't remember what you said, Okay, <laughs> but I, at least two of them. Funny. But I think looking Greek. in the mirror, look at that beard, man. Yes, I do have a lovely beard. And as I mentioned earlier, this was sort of a reaction to uh, uh, sort of being in an area where I was feeling severe imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I've always kind of toyed with maybe a goatee here or something like that there. Let me try the full beard. And, you know, my dad has always had a mustache as long as I've known him. Um, I think he shaved it off once when I was like seven. Did it creep you out and make you cry? Uh, not really. Okay. No, that was my reaction just, to my dad shaving his. Oh, when he shaved. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. So mm-hmm. that was a little bit weird. Um, and then he had a beard for a very short period, but the idea was that I couldn't actually grow the mustache part. Everything else would grow fairly well. Um, but the mustache wouldn't. And then I started this program. I was, you know, I think around 40 and, uh, then all of a sudden my mustache could grow. And ever since then I've kept it because You know, it's weird that you get into that mindset, you know, there's this space in your head where you're confident. And so this beard is part of that for me now, where I feel like, and maybe it's just that safety net of, I could shave it and then no one would recognize me if I do something (laughs) foolish. That's true. So if I do something really dumb on the radio, I just shave it, never go on the radio again. Well, I guess nobody can see me on the radio, so that doesn't make sense. But they do have pictures online now. They, that's my understanding, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was wondering, um, being creative, being self-aware, uh, it's a terrible burden. So I was wondering <laughs> if, you know, did you ever in school or anywhere else have that sort of imposter syndrome feeling where you were like, I just, I don't belong here. I'm going to keep faking it. Uh, until somebody tells me otherwise. I'm having it right now, actually. What? Yeah, it's so great. Because I don't belong here. I'm <laughs> faking it till I make it. No, 100%. I'm just kidding. But I, but I really did. I felt always felt like a, kind of like an outsider growing up in school and stuff like that. 
um, my my beard was a jacket. Like oh. I loved wearing my jackets and like just hiding in hiding in my my little. My little cocoon. Oh, yeah. So you got your sleeping bag with you almost. Yeah. And so you could wrap yourself up exactly. in that. Yep. Was there more than one jacket? Was there a specific one that was like, oh, this is... Um, I didn't have a specific one. I just... Whatever was comfy. Yeah, I guess that would have been made the story better if I had like a special jacket my whole life. <laughs> what happened to it? Where is it now? <laughs> I'm is wearing it, it right now. <laughs> Yes. I'm still wearing pieces uh, of it. <laughs> exactly. But I think, uh, yeah... Even at, at stuff like I'm an artist and I do like Megacon and stuff like that. And I kind of just weaseled my way into it because I've never I didn't take like any art classes or anything like that. I didn't have any professional training. Um, I just kind of faked it till I made it mm-hmm. <laughs> type of deal. And uh, yeah, and even at art shows, I always wear my jackets. Oh, my God. Really? It's interesting. That's my, that's my beard. That's how I feel comfortable. So, Katrina Constantine, we can find you at kickingcones.com um, or find you on social media at the same uh, Kicking Cones uh, yep. name. Yep, everything backslash Kicking Cones. Okay. Um, and so, uh, artists as far as cartoons, um, what else do you do or what else are you working on right now? I am currently I'm making um, weekly comics now. So this Are you working be, on that with somebody? Nope, just just myself. Just oh, I am collaborating with my friend um, Frogman. He was uh, he's like basically he started like gifs or gifs, however you want to say it. I like to say a gif because that's what the the creator said it was, <laughs> just to piss everyone off. The um, creator, the creator yeah. of the the gif. Um, so he made like Tumblr. He was really like internet famous and. We, he reblogged one of my things about seven, eight years ago, and it went viral. And it was like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Frogman. <laughs> <laughs> and then we All became, right, which is an answer yeah. you'd expect on the internet. <laughs> uh, we became really good friends uh, immediately, and we, we like Skype all the time. He's kind of bedridden, stuck in, stuck in his bed in St. Louis, Missouri, but he's the funniest, nicest dude ever. And um, I'm collaborating with him just to kind of, he helps me. I, I like, like he helps me think of ideas and I get to talk to him more. And it's kind of a nice two-way street there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so not a, not quite a full collaboration where he's helping you write stuff out. It's just yeah. Kind of oh, he helps ideas. me like bouncing ideas and yeah. he helps me edit. Like I'll send him, oh, okay. send him stuff and he's like, do this instead. What has that, so you've always done stuff on your own for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of like was my thing. I was like, thanks for the idea, but I only want to think of ideas from my brain. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as far as collaborating, as far as your, uh, or one of your first experiences doing something like that, what was it like and what was that? Because you, you see in, in pop culture in some places where they talk about writing partners and yeah. like, that's not something I've ever I think had the confidence to do or had the trust to do with somebody. Yeah, that's... Right? Because they're telling you, in some cases, they're telling you, you know, this idea that you're married to may not be great. Yeah, which is, it's a hard thing to swallow, but for the most part, when people tell you stuff like that, I mean, sometimes stick to your gut instinct because it ends up being right. Um, If you, like, really feel like, no, I think this is right, stick to it, and if it fails, it fails, but... Other times, you know, listen to the person. They they can see things outside of your head. 
you know, you've read right, the you idea. Get stuck an idea, oh, yeah. an idea. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to unsee it yeah, or so think about it logically. Sometimes it's good to just burn it. And that's where it does really help having like a second eye because you look at things for so long and just over and over again and you forget like what it sounds like to someone on the outside. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's good. But I, I actually enjoy collaborating a lot more now um, and I want to get more into that. Do you want to collaborate? Yeah, I do. Perfect. I think when you get a little bit older, not that you're old by any means. But I'm ancient. Yeah, well, then I'm ancient <laughs> You are. <plus>. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you soften up on that sort of thing. You soften up on this idea that I have to do it all myself, mm -hmm. that no one else can ever help me because how can they possibly know what's in my head? Yep. Um, and then you also get over that. I, that I, I think it's a sense of pride where... I have to do it myself or else it's not valid. Yeah. No, like that's, if somebody's you feel helping that. me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I wanted to be, you know, like I wanted to be authentically me, but at the same time, like it can be authentically you sure. with help from other right. people. Like yep. it's okay to do that. Yeah. I'm feeling that um, right now. So I'm doing as we were talking about earlier off the air. I always like mentioning when we're talking about stuff off the air, because it, I want to remind mm -hmm. people that we not only exist here on the radio, but outside of the radio. He's lying to you okay, guys. No, we're just... <laughs> we just exist on the we radio. We just exist on the radio. We're just AIs that take over the station. <laughs> yes. No one really knows that we're uh, here. Um, but I'm getting ready for Pachaka Chow, which I'm really excited about. Not many people can say it. Um, and so that's a an event at the Performing Arts Center on November 9th. There's two shows. And so getting feedback from the other people, there's eight presenters total. But yesterday we did our first rehearsal and getting feedback from the other presenters was really interesting because, um, first of all, my natural state is not to present on a stage. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. I like it. I've done some improv classes and things like that. But, you know, um, it's not necessarily my first choice. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting to be up there and to feel that vulnerable, but then support it at the same time. So that's the nice thing. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, so you can collaborate with people and it can be positive. Yes. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. It is, but it gets less weird the more you do it. Just right. like standing on a stage gets less weird the more you do it. Oh, that doesn't frighten me at all anymore. That's awesome. It yeah. still scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just bring you up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're basically talking to hundreds of thousands of people right now. At least. I don't want to freak you people. out. Um, nope. <laughs> People are a big audience for us on the show. <laughs> yes, I hear that. Yep. Uh, pets, bugs of many kinds. Now, bugs, uh, they did protest me for a while. Why is that? Well, so one of my bad business ideas, as you might remember, I do bad business ideas on the regular show. Yes. Uh, was, okay, bugs are the future of meals, basically. They're mm -hmm. already something that is incorporated into uh, food plans around the world. It's a good source of protein, all of those things. Hasn't been introduced well in the U.S. yet. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not eating bugs on a regular basis. It's kind of a yeah, dare or something like that. We're not there yet. That's 2019 that's why, stuff. That's why all the bugs are coming here. Oh, right? yeah. So what I introduced was uh, an edible insect arrangement. Okay. It's called bug bites. <laughs> and the idea is... That if you're going to eat bugs or if you're going to send something to somebody mm -hmm. and you don't like them that much, then you're going to do this sort of uh, backhanded snack thing. And so, the, you know, you're, you're going to send them something that is technically edible, that is good for them, but is super gross. 
Wow, that is that's genius. Yeah, I didn't hear that episode. Thank you. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. Can I sign up for that? Do you want to invest in it? I would love to. Okay. Yeah. I have like twenty five dollars. My, my big question right now that actually might buy the glue because I don't <laughs> know how we're gonna get. Like, do you stick the bugs? Do you just skewer them, or oh. do you glue them? Or do you like put them in like a jelly, and then put the jelly thing like on a skewer? Oh, that's a good idea. Or how do you collect the bugs? Do you just put like crackers outside your house and then just start? I feel like collecting bugs in Florida is not going to be a problem. That's true. I have, I have, did you know we have like 50 to hundred spiders living in our house? And fun fact, I learned this from the Curiosity podcast, which everyone should listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for plugging other podcasts yeah. <laughs> while you're on mine, by the way. No problem. I've been so obsessed with this podcast. It's like a seven minute every morning and they, they tell you like three awesome facts. Um, we have like about 50 to hundred spiders living in our houses and they actually help with the bugs a lot, yeah. but a lot of them aren't native. So if you move them outside, if you try to like save them, you don't want to kill them, but you want them out of your house and you move them outside, they die. So the best thing to do is just move them to another room that you don't frequent. Oh, or to a room of someone you don't like. Exactly. In your house. Yeah. Perfect. Who you would send the insects to anyways. Yeah. 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 yeah so All right, perfect. yeah. I like that. Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> Spiders are a big listener. So I like that about them. I think they're, you know, they're in the houses. They're while we're gone. They're yeah. asking Alexa to turn on the radio. Like 1,500 of my Instagram followers out of like the 1,600 are spiders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I think that should be something that we work on instead of getting all the bots to follow us. Yeah. It's just just spiders. I, yeah. I love it. Growing population of <laughs> listeners. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, so you're collaborating on a weekly comic strip. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Are you thinking eventually of going more often? Because I know some of the web comics out there, they do two a week, they do three yeah. a week. As far as uh, panel comics go, I think I'm going to stick to once a week because I can't handle more than it's that. It's a lot but of pressure, it, right? Like yeah. if you're, you know, that deadline is nice on some level because mm-hmm. it's getting you to create, but at the same time, that pressure to do something the quality of which you want to do it at. Yeah, and I take forever to draw stuff. It's yeah. really bad. I guess that's where the art degree would have come in handy. <laughs> maybe. But, maybe. But um, I actually, in between, I want to do, like, illustrations and, and things like that. So I'll have, like, the panel comics once a week, and then I want to do more frequent other things because I do, like, the one-panel illustrations or, like, the cutesy puns, the hall- hallmarky stuff. Yeah. So that will be in between. So then maybe there's the not safe for work version at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining all the penguins and otters and stuff. Uh, That's that's not good. It's It's not. Yeah, it's trouble. Good at all. Um, Okay, well, let's play another song. Thank you for that. Uh, Do you want to hear something super creepy or just kind of creepy? Um, In the spirit of Halloween, which do I like it or not? Let's hear something super creepy. Okay, so this is Boren and Der Club of Gore with Constant Fear. Nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and you're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. I'm here with Katrina Constantine, and you can find out more about her at kickingcones.com. And I would encourage you to do that unless you're driving or you're a spider. And no, definitely do it if you're a spider. Difficult to use the phone. <laughs> I'm wondering if phones are... Let's talk about that off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Cold Dish. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant? Psh, you don't have to brag about it. Disposable income must be great. If you've ever had a terrible restaurant experience and a social media post or bad Yelp review just isn't enough, 
Cold Dish is here to help. Just pull up our app on your phone and request one or more of our service trucks to simply sit in front of the offending business. Why just sit there? Because they're service trucks from companies such as Acme Rat Feces Abatement, Frank's Murder Scene Cleanup Hose Rental, and Black Mold Camouflage Installation, Inc. Cold Dish. Your anger, our trucks, their loss. Download the app now at toacertaindegree.com. Boren and their club of gore with constant fear. Getting your morning off right this Halloween week. WBRK, <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. I'm here with Katrina Constantine. We're talking about uh, being Greek, being artistic, which doesn't always go together all that well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Greek families typically want you to do something that, um, you know, I think the traditional view of the artist is a starving artist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the stereotypical, not the traditional, I should say. Um, and Greek families, like a lot of immigrant families, are going to push you towards something they understand. My mom always wanted me to be a tax lawyer. Yes. And Actually, I have a funny, not a, a goes against all Greek norms story. Oh, what do you have? Uh, my parents, I loved art my whole life, right? My parents owned a chocolate factory, like mm-hmm. every kid's dream. Um, they, it's just totally Willy Wonka. Yeah, my dad started rivers, it from his kitchen. Uh, yep. yep, that's everything it is, 100%. And so my whole life, I thought I was going to take over like the chocolate factory with my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I just expected it. But I, you know, I loved art and I did it on the side. And when it t- came time for uh, college, my parents were like, you should like go into art. I was like, no, 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 I must take over the factory. I must do marketing. They're like, no, you should, you should go like do what you love. And I was like, no, 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 I have to, I have to like take over. Was it because they instilled that in you at some point or you were just assuming? I just assumed, I think my whole life that I, I, that's what I would do, you know? And probably part of it was because you felt like it was so important to them that it became important to you. Yeah, probably. And like they had this, you know, they built this like baby that grew into like a big child and um, As yeah, so, babies often do. Yes. <laughs> I know that was my story. I was a baby, then I was a big child. That is hasn't changed. I I've only heard a few people that that's happened to. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, they're still babies. So, yeah. Ugh, so such a baby. It's funny because I was the one who like ruined my my uh, my own choice. Like I I could have totally. They would have supported me a hundred percent. Supported you. Yeah. And do you think it was because, and knowing the story that they sold the chocolate company, um, was it because they were thinking they were going to sell or was it because? No, they wanted to like pass it down to my brother. And I I just figured my brother would be like the one to actually take over. Um, But it just, it didn't work out. Like we uh, didn't, like our heart wasn't in it the way my dad's heart was. And my mom's, you know, after all those years building it. It's the second generation problem, you know? Yeah. So I had a similar experience. So my family came down in 73 to Daytona. Mm-hmm. So right after I was supposed to be born in the U.S. And oh. my mom, they felt was too um, uh, pregnant to travel. And so she ended up having me in Montreal. And then we moved down when I was a month old. So I say I'm Canadian, but only in the loosest Wait, sense. what? I thought yeah. you were like actually, you know, raised there. No, no, <gasps> not at all. Wow. So they moved, like, there was this big migration of Greeks out around mm-hmm. that time for a couple of reasons. One, they saw they were able to get into the U.S. Um, after applying for years and years. 
but also because of the uh, political violence that was up there, the Quebecois and the uh, group that was trying to separate. I can't imagine violence in Canada in the same way. Yeah, yeah. So it was the 70s. Everything (laughs) was different. Yeah. Uh, but the idea was that they came down, they started uh, with a rental gift shop, rented it, uh, signed a lease for it, and started buying their own property. And that was the same idea that, you know, sec- the second generation, my generation, my, me and my sister um, and my cousin really didn't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. And I guess that's part of the thing. Like you want, they, they did that to make a better life for us. So our better life includes like making our own choices and decisions. Sure. And I think that's that's something that like I'm thankful for because that's something they didn't really have a choice in. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. So. They had to build something. That was the thing they went with. Yeah. I think what's interesting though, and I've mentioned this before on the show, is that I never saw it as anything but a gift shop. So to me, it was so ingrained that those properties and those buildings could only be gift shops. And now looking at it and looking at some of the things that I've seen, you know, like maker spaces or coffee shops, or things like that. And I'm like, oh, if I just stuck around, and I might still go back there and try something, yeah. but if I just looked at it a little bit differently, I could have done something different. It could have become you know, a wonderful space that I would love to go to every day. That's Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know what I could have done with the chocolate factory other than the chocolate factory. I uh, could have <laughs> also gone into uh, like different types of chocolate, or were we already doing that? Uh, no, yeah, we're already doing that. Okay, so, like, so uh, different. Uh, we did like taffy. Taffy. Did you know okay. it's really hard to mass manufacture taffy? Chocolate covered bugs. <gasps> you would have been we way have been, oh, ahead of the game. I could have done the bug idea, the the sending bug your bug bites. Yeah. yeah, I could have been your person, your go-to you, person. You're still my person. Oh, thank you. Okay. You're mine. Uh, great. Uh, great. Along with like 15 other people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying you're my exclusive person. <laughs> yeah. that, that'll take some cash oh, to do that. How if much? If you want to be exclusive sponsor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what kind of time do we have? I don't have I don't know. Time. We're in a bedroom right now, guys. Did you know that? Uh, sounds kind of, <laughs> sounds yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> it's a house. Um. It's a house. It's the best in bedroom radio. So we're at WPRK. <laughs> we're in our temporary studios while they redo one of the buildings here on the Rollins College campus. They're really, really making it a cool space for students and for uh, the interactions that they have there. And one of the things they're doing is uh, redoing uh, WPRK, and the studios are going to be fantastic. It's actually really cool in here, though. It's an old, like, 1940s house, and it looks like a studio, but yeah. in a bedroom. In a bedroom. There's a closet right there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, my, again, my favorite uh, element of this house is the fold down um, ironing board. I think I need one of those in my house because my mom always yells at me for leaving my iron board. I sound like I'm like 15. I'm 31. My mom always yells at me for leaving my iron board out just constantly because I hate like putting it in and out. But that would solve that problem. What? I'm, I'm sorry. The folding, is it the noise of the ironing board? No, I just don't like to like carry an ironing board in and out when I, because I don't do all my ironing at once. Maybe I should do that. I do it like, if I have a shirt I need to do that day, I'll iron it. Okay. <laughs> no. This is just fascinating to me. Where is it in the house? It's in my bedroom. Like, 
taking up a lot of space. Ironing board is in your bed. Do you also use it to store things? Yeah, yeah, of course being, that yeah, happens. Course. You know, it's a shelving unit yeah, when exactly. it's not being used as an ironing board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, multi-purpose. Yeah, interesting. Oh, you can use it as a desk. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I make all my art <laughs> on my ironing board. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great idea. We're just going to repurpose ironing boards. We're going to take ironing boards back. Bad business, from the bad business idea for you. I love it. I love it. All right, let's listen to another song. We've got Ghost Loft. Uh, are you getting the theme here? Or are you getting the No, I don't theme? understand it. Okay, great. Uh, it is Halloween week. Happy Halloween to everybody. If you missed our, what we're discussing earlier, we're not fans of Halloween. No, no, no. He's not a fan. I'm, I'm I am. Uh, questioning now yes because he's kind of convinced me i have uh brought her over to the light side i guess because dark side <laughs> yes, would be halloween yeah. fan uh so ghost loft with seconds on wprk winter park florida you're listening to odd numbers with nick and katrina yay this episode is brought to you by farm off the turnip truck growing your own fruits and vegetables is a wonderful way to stay healthy but what is your home garden missing That's right, mobility. At Farm Off the Turnip Truck, we put a backyard into the back of your car so you always have access to a healthy meal. Farm Off the Turnip Truck. Get your greens on the go. Go for a spin with your salad. Give a lift to your legumes. Cart around those carrots. Get trucking with your tomatoes. Get a free estimate for converting your vehicle at toacertaindegree.com. Wolf Parade on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Same ghost every night. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is the Halloween edition of Odd Numbers. So Monday morning before Halloween. So I think it's uh, All Hallows Eve, 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 because we celebrate that now. And so I have a very special guest, as I do every week, Katrina Constantine, a returning guest. Hey, guys. Almost one year to the day. Coming back again, you you recovered from last year. I did, finally. And so uh, gone through some pretty serious and intense therapy. Yep. And was able to come back on the radio. That's so nice of you to do that. Yeah, and I can't wait to do it again next year. Next year, like, let's just set a date now. That's perfect. One year I, from today. I already prepped my therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, every year you should need a little less therapy. Oh, yeah. No, no. So yeah, you're, I'm you're expecting. creating a callus. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm a expecting. A nick callus. And- that sounds weird. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like a great thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for coming back. Uh, kickingcones.com is your website. That is. Where you can find oh, fun fact about my website. Yes. I've been trying to make it for like six years, and it's finally actually going up this week. What was the hardest thing to do about your own website? So as a creative person, uh, you're an artist, and so you've dabbled in a lot of other things. Yeah as well but the you know you do different markets and you sell your art online and you're doing a regular uh, weekly uh, comic but I find that doing something for yourself is one of the hardest things to do 100% and I think my main struggle was like figuring out how to organize the website more than anything like what are the categories what do I tag everything as so the taxonomy of it can be really difficult as well yeah um so what advice would you give somebody as far as creating a promotional site this is the biggest struggle I think people have Mm -hmm. right like there's so many different options there's uh, this 
uh, system that you can use to put stuff up. There's this system, which is the best? Where yeah. should I host it? All these things. See, I'm I'm lucky. So you guys should network correctly and have a brother that owns a website branding company that oh, makes okay. and brands websites. Great, <laughs> so great. So we should all get out and do that. Yeah, go everyone, go get a brother that does but, that. I mean, it's, um, it's but in general, enough to find a system to yeah, do that part. What I did before was uh, I actually used Tumblr as my main website for the last seven years, which Tumblr is great platform because they have so many um, free free designs and things like that that are templates that work really well if you have like the blogging style. Um, but as far as I tried Wix last year, I'd used it to kind of like set up how I wanted it to look mm-hmm. so I could hand it over um, and be like, this is the look like I'm going for and the idea. Um, and that was pretty easy to use. I wouldn't use it. It's not good for me, like having as much content as I have. But if you don't have like a lot of content, Wix it actually is like a, a really easy, good platform um and then just wordpress like make wordpress websites yeah there's everything on youtube like watch youtube videos on how to do it and i I think the i think the interesting part of that is the content right like organizing the content Mm -hmm. but then also just putting it up so the design matters yeah but it matters more if it's accessible on the phone versus the you know the desktop and the desktop not versus but uh the accessibility is important and people are coming and, you know, they're not going to care what font necessarily you're using. Unless you're using... Uh, Comic Sans. Yep. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or okay. Papyrus. Platypus. All right, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to give any more advice because <laughs> I'm just getting... I, I wasn't expecting Katrina to be so sarcastic. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, but uh, you, as long as you're not going with the totally disgusting fonts... Mm-hmm then yeah, for the most part, they're just looking for your content. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, no, definitely. And content is super important for like SEO too nowadays because search engine optimization uh, is a very important thing because if you don't reach the first page of Google uh, when people search things, no one... You're not going to get anything. So when people are looking for uh, penguin cartoons, you come up... I do actually come up. It's yeah. so weird. And that's and that's just from having years of having many different platforms that have, I guess, pushed it up because I have like an Etsy that shows penguin stuff mm-hmm. related to my name. And they're all linking to yep. each other. So it pushes it up. Katrina, it's Halloween week. We're going to yes. talk about it again in case somebody missed the earlier part of the show. Uh, again, big confession for me. I'm not a big fan of Halloween. And I was offended when someone thought I said that, but now I'm questioning if I'm a big fan either. I This is the thing that I do on the show, is that when I get people one-on-one, I can convince them of just about anything. I feel like I'm going to like leave here and just be really depressed yeah. about, like, do I like Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> there are, so I want to I wanna take it a step back, because I don't want you to leave with that impression. Okay. So there are good things about Halloween. Yes. Obviously, there's the candy. There's the free candy, mm-hmm. um, especially if you know somebody who's giving out full-size Snickers and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, There are I, – I do like dressing. I think people having the opportunity to dress up, having the opportunity to act differently than they would normally act. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we should just dress up every day. That would be great, except maybe it would make it less special. On Halloween. Dang, I'm going well, towards I mean, the... you can make multiple days, though. I like the idea of doing it more frequently. Like once oh, a month, maybe. okay. Yeah, once a month. Or like every Friday. Costume party. Like costume Friday. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, trick-or-treating. Do you like trick-or-treating? I 
do and I'm mad that we can't do it anymore. And I, maybe maybe you would like Halloween if adults could trick or treat again without looking again like crazy. Oh, no. Was you there a do? time where you trick or treated as an adult? No, sadly. Could sadly. you just could you just rent some kids and then go out and get can your I candy? rent your kids? Sure. Awesome. You can have yeah. them. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, that's okay. great. I'll fill out the paperwork <laughs> after the show. <laughs> Uh, and okay, so let's get to scary movies. Yeah. Why don't you like scary movies? I don't like being terrified. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like a very regular reason? I don't the like tension. I can't and... like, yeah, I can't unsee it when I go to bed. So like as soon as I turn off the lights, I'm like, oh God. So what about thrillers? What about something that it's like psychological tense? thrillers? Yeah, okay, I can do that. Horror. Actually, that one new show on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House or whatever it was called. I did watch that which goes against normally everything I would watch, but I very much enjoyed it. But not a gory type of show. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't watched it. It, so it no was spoilers. pretty gory. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It had. It wasn't like your stereotypical gore of like a human like being weird and gross, but like a stereotypical <laughs> gore. But uh, yeah, no, it was very psychological thrillery too, and like a really cool family dynamic. Okay. So it so was as long plot. as there's substance and plot, like I can bear. So they're, they're not the, just a gross out yeah. type of thing. And it's funny because I don't really believe in like, um, like spirits or I, maybe I'm not, I don't not believe in it because, you know, you never know. A lot but, of spirits listen to this show. Yeah. So oh God, I'm losing. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm very like skeptical with all that. But if I watch those movies, I'm like, oh my God. So maybe a part of me like has that Greek like. You know, evil eye is real. Superstition. stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I just don't like um, not being able to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Actually, after I watched The Haunting of Hill House, I dreamed that this ghost woman was at my front door, and I was like, oh, my God, and I was having a party, and I was like, she, she's here, she's here. I don't know who she was, but I, like, closed the blinds, and I went to the side to close the blinds on the side, and she reached her arm through it, and I felt I woke up, and I felt the arm. Like, it was so creepy. I was like, I should probably not watch the show anymore. <laughs> but I still watched it. And you're still sleeping. Uh, sort of. <laughs> Although I did wake up at 5 o'clock this morning to be here. Yeah, no. And I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I really appreciate that. No, no. It was the, the, definitely what I wanted to do on a Monday morning. <laughs> wow. Said with such gusto. I, uh, I, I don't know where to go from there, <laughs> except maybe to play another song. Um, are you big on you're you're funny, you like comics, and so we've talked about uh comic strips in the past, so Calvin mm -hmm. and Hobbes and all the different ones that are out there, you know, where you find inspiration. How do you feel about um like uh musical comedy or comedy troops that do music and things of that nature? Are I you into that? Love that, yeah, like Garfunkel and Oates. Uh yeah. and yeah, my, if I was musically talented, that's probably a One route I would take, yeah. Do. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play one. These cool. are these guys are from Canada, so this is still along the Halloween theme. Uh, their name, I don't think they do much in the States anymore. They used to come down for the Fringe Festival. So nice. this is how I found out about them. Uh, but the name of uh, the group is the Arrogant Worms. Nice. As, uh, you know, we should always have a name that is uh, very ironic in some way. This is <laughs> Tokyo Love Song on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode is being brought to you by Pet Spionage. Maybe it seems that your dog, cat, pygmy goat, fish, or other companion is fond of you. 
Well, now you can know for sure with Petspionage. We simply place hundreds of hidden cameras in your house and around your yard, looking for evidence of your pet's true feelings. Our crack team of animal whisperers analyze the body language and eye contact to see if they love you, or if you're just a future meal to them. In the case of cats, you're always a future meal. Petspionage, don't let sleeping dogs lie. Order at toacertaindegree.com. The Arrogant Worms on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Tokyo Love Song. Appropriate for this week, we have uh, Halloween yeah. coming up. We have the Orlando Greek Festival coming up. Super scary. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. Uh, my name is Nick. It was two things. I don't know why I said that. Uh, (laughs) I do the show every week on Monday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. And every week I am hashtag blessed to have special guests. Um, I don't know why I said it that way. It sounded weird. Because uh, Because I am hashtag blessed. Okay, very good. Katrina Constantine is here. You can learn more about her at kickingcones.com. Kicking Cones is... Just the uh, umbrella site for everything that you do. Correct. So Perfect. Comics and, and illustrations. Umbrellas. And umbrellas. I yeah, got it's an umbrella site. So many umbrellas. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm soon going to open up my umbrella Etsy store. Yep. You're going to custom. What I like about this is you're customizing umbrellas mm-hmm. into not only different patterns on the umbrella itself, but different shapes. Yeah. So because we've had just the umbrella shape for a while now. Oh, it's yeah. It's like. Like there can be different shapes. Switch it up. So yeah. I'm thinking like a star. Yep. Um, I like that. Doesn't really cover the rain so well, but it's pretty. Umbrellas shouldn't just be for one thing. Yeah, no. I think be. that's an old Which saying. is why I also have an umbrella sword. Yep. Yeah. So it's half umbrella, half sword. So I like that because it starts out as a sword and then it pops out into an umbrella as opposed to like the cane where you can pull the sword out. Exactly. Really, really smart. Yeah. So. Really smart. I like the umbrella, too, that's made out of hair. Yeah, um, I collected all the hair from my dogs, yep. and I just made it a dog hair umbrella. I think um, I think there are a couple of things. It filters out the rain a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's much better for the environment. And also just the, the scent. Yeah, it just reminds me of home every day. And also, uh, I, I basically, um, whenever I need... Uh, to change my outfit, I just rub it on me and I'm covered in dog hair and it looks like a whole new outfit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Everything about this is Was good. And uh, true. You're, you're a smart person. Am I? Yeah. Okay. You're a creative person. Cool. Neat. <laughs> you take compliments super well. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so I have a question for you as a smart, creative person who takes uh compliments very well are you talking about yourself i am none of those things <laughs> december 24th december yes. 31st that sounds familiar yes those are both eves mm-hmm. just like today is all eve, hallows eve eve. eve eve um but i have shows those days what sort of shows oh i'm trying to figure that out like what should i do on those days it's early christmas eve Hmm. And it's super early New Year's Eve. Yeah. So what I was thinking about is opening it up to everybody, like doing a submission process and people might record things that I play. Um, If you've ever wanted to do like a little storytelling thing 
or you've wanted to maybe you write songs and you want to record a song and you want me to just play it on the air. Dude, that sounds cool. It would be kind of neat, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Would you do something for that? Oh, yeah. 100%. A song? It wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. I can do a. I'm very, very musically <laughs> talented in case anyone didn't know. Um, it's just, you know, I was just born like it. I would love to do some skits and things of that nature as well. So if you could do some skits. Actually, why don't I just have you do everything? Okay, I can do that. If yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I can just. Uh, can I? Can I borrow your beard for the of day? Of course. Okay. Of cool. course. Um, actually, I know some improvisers that would be totally into that. Okay, let's yeah. talk to them. Let's talk about that off air. Sounds good. I don't want to name any names. Amanda and Emily. Amanda, Emily, and Jillian. Yeah, and Marvy uh, Lemons. Make them do this <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's talk about volunteering for a second okay so you do a lot of volunteering yes at animal at, services yes why is that important to you um dogs <laughs> but I, I just love like um i work for the it's called psp positive shelter photography and we are the team that dresses up the dogs every week and takes photographs of them and tries to get them like adopted because you know when they take in dogs they just look their intake photos are like scared and you want to see the dogs in their real personalities and it um, really helps, uh, I guess, being there for so long. It, it does two things. It, one, makes you definitely uh, more aware of the situation of what's going on in the animal world and, like, how much needs to be fixed with breeding and, and overpopulation and, like, puppy mills and things like that. Mm. It also makes you kind of hate people. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, it also makes you adopt four dogs. It also right? makes you adopt four dogs, yeah. and that's <laughs> no one here has done that. But no, it's really great, and I think, uh, yeah, adopt, don't shop. Can I plug that here? Of course. Cool. How did you get into that in the first place? Um, they actually, oh god, it was like four years ago, and I think they were looking for more photographers, and I came in. I didn't have any photography experience, um, and they needed help. So I, I came in and I was awful at photography, but I was really good at editing. So I became like the official editor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just, I usually tag along with one or two photographers and then edit their photos every week. And I go there and I have my little laptop and hug dogs and edit photos. So it wasn't something that you were necessarily, um, you were necessarily looking for or you kind of fell into it, it kind or of, how did you hear about it? I kind of fell place? into it, but I wanted to do some sort of volunteering. And I went, as soon as like I heard that, I was like, that's perfect for me. So yeah. Taking pictures. Taking pictures of cute dogs <laughs> that need homes. <laughs> um, what other volunteering things or advice would you have for people who are out there looking for things to do? Cause I think that that's one thing. So we get it into our heads that we should do, we should volunteer. Yeah. Um, and then we find stuff that we're passionate about. And so, for example, I'm volunteering for the first time for Maker for Orlando. Yes. And I'm helping out with that and looking for people to help and do other things with that. So if you want to find out any information about that, you can go find out. And if you don't know what Maker for Orlando is, I think that's, that's a big thing is when you get into something uh, and you realize that people don't know about it. Yeah. Don't know as much about it, like the puppy mill situation or Maker for Orlando. Not that I'm comparing the two at all. That's totally the really same strange. thing. Yeah, totally. 
We just have all these, uh, you know, 3D printer mills. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but you, you like, how do you share information with people um, without yelling, making them feel, yeah, yeah, making them feel bad or making them feel overwhelmed? I guess you just have to share, like, the positives of it. Um, so it's always good to, I guess, a lot of the thing with volunteering is you have to go into a lot of situations that aren't the best. So, of course, it could be, like, depressing or sad but you you take the positives out of it and you remember like you're helping make a change and stuff like that so um just sharing like even just the cute photos so people see it like that alone Mm -hmm. makes people like oh my god i want to be a part of that or like that's so how can i help how can i help like how can i and they spread the word and things like that so i forgot what the question was It's uh, it's pushing volunteerism or encouraging people to volunteer yeah. without making them feel guilty, um, but also without kind of hitting them over the head with why this is important. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's so like I didn't volunteer for the longest time. Um, I was in different groups like in college and stuff like that. But as far as like actually consistently volunteering, it really is something that's kind of like changed my life in a way. Like it, it just feels so good. Like knowing every, every week or every other week, like you're dedicating a whole day to something other than yourself. And it like, you see the results and it Mm -hmm. really like makes you feel good. Like, and, and, uh, purposeful, even when you're having a bad week, it's like, well, at least maybe I got a dog saved or something like that. So Yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely worth, worth the investment in time and, um, helping helping out any causes like that. It's great. Very nice. All right, let's play another song. Sounds good. Okay. Wait, let's... is there going to be a theme? Well, yeah, it's still Halloween themed. That was that was what was going on? They're the whole all, time? They've all been scary songs. Whoa. <laughs> you just get here? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Laylee Puna. I'm not sure how to say her uh, name. I don't think you said it right. Laylee <laughs> Puna. Look, I mean, read that. Here, uh. Number seven. Oh, yeah. Lolly Puna. Scary World Theory. Keep going. My name is Nick, and I'm here with my very special guest, Katrina, from kickingcones.com. And you've been listening to, uh, to a certain degree, Odd Numbers, WPRK 91.5. Yay. Yay. Nice job. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shotgun Bedding. Sometimes you need a bed, and you need it fast. Who are you going to call? You're going to call the friendly neighborhood sleep installation experts. This isn't just a mattress we're bringing to your house where you don't exactly know where it's coming from. It's a space-age foam polymer that is shot at a high velocity wherever you want, in whatever shape you want, and it'll be stuck there for years. Instant bed. That's there forever. As with most of our products, don't ingest it, look at it directly, or allow your mind to give in to the dark thoughts while lying on top of it. Order your comfy shotgun bedding at toacertaindegree.com. Laylee Puna on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. Good morning again. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. Katrina Constantine is back. I'm back. For the second time. Yes. For the second and potentially last time. Because we never know. Yeah, we never never know know what's going to happen in the future. No. Katrina was on this time last year, and you can find that, the entire interview with her on to a certain degree.com just look for katrina constantine is very funny as you are very funny i look at you i see myself 70 years ago 
So are you saying that you're funny? No, no. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, like an optimal version of myself. Oh. Yeah. 70 years ago. That sounds 70 about 70 yeah. years ago. Yep. This is this is what yeah. I was. I oh, was I can't young. wait to look like you in 70 years. I was years. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was all of these things. You, yeah. So I Not th- anymore, though. No, God, no. Good Lord. Uh, I think that um, growing up in a certain culture and finding people who had similar experiences is very interesting and is very, because the people you should be able to talk to, the people who definitely experienced it were your siblings Mm -hmm. and maybe your cousins and people like that. And I think sometimes you're too close to your siblings to have a conversation around it without it getting so, like, remember when mom did this thing and then the other person's horrified by that? Yep, yep. The uh, the spoon? Yeah. The wooden spoon? Yeah. <laughs> but when you're talking to somebody else who's had a similar experience with church and the incense and the um, everything about that, it's you can have this conversation and you can just kind of, oh, yeah, I get it. And it's funny because both of us had a very similar experience, but our experience isn't the usual experience. Which is true in terms of, of Greek like, or yeah, being a Greek American. Like, I feel like a lot of my friends can't uh, relate to a lot of my Greek American friends. Like, can't relate to the way I saw everything. But I feel oh like, for sure yeah. But I feel like we are on the same page with like the, what we took away from. from well, our- I think, you know a little bit, and I can speak to my experience. I don't want to make assumptions for you, but as an outsider, pretty much or as a misfit everywhere I was, yeah, the Greek church was kind of included in that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Where I still didn't feel like I was 100% there. And like I, I've said before, the church, any church I go to now doesn't feel right. Yeah. Do you so want to start our own church? We have started our own church. Okay, great. The church of... Uh, Groundhog cult. Yeah, the Groundhog cult. Slash, well, we. I mean, the Groundhog is really our symbol of... Uh, the savior. Yeah. Right. The and one hiding. who will tell us all. Yep. And who knows how to hide effectively. Yep. So I think we need to come up with a name. Uh, the Church of the Immaculate Groundhog. I like maybe it. Maybe something like that. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I would like to I would like to get a little more spiritual, but I just haven't found a way to do that. That's because you haven't found a groundhog yet. Well, Hopefully I'll never find them. Like, I don't even know if they really exist. Do they? Yeah. Now I'm questioning everything. It's like this when people happened. ask me about mythical animals, I'm like giraffes. That's the first thing that comes You've to mind. You've never seen a giraffe? I have, but I still haven't really, I don't necessarily believe that they exist. Like it could be a hologram. Yep. Like a Tupac hologram. Exactly. Exactly like a Tupac hologram. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, me too. Um... Growing up Greek, when you're trying to tell people about it and you're trying to relate things, um, what's a story that you have in your head or that you you convey to people in order to try to give them a little bit of the Greek experience? Well, definitely like the the weird food, but that was already in my big fat Greek wedding. That's the problem. That showed like literally everything we went through. <laughs> I mean, instead of Windex, it was definitely rubbing alcohol for us. Rubbing alcohol oh, rubbing fixed alcohol everything. Was a, yeah. yeah, when we were sick, our my mom would like, put rubbing alcohol over our body. Then she found out, of course, that dehydrates you and makes it worse. Yeah. One of those fun things that you well, learn. Well, at least she found out. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a, you know, she, she, she learned, learned her ways when we were older. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the weird food at lunch, you know, kids would have you know, their pizzas or like Lunchables and I would always want that. But I would have, I mean, my food was delicious. Don't get me wrong, but it was like 
strange looking. Yeah. Like Spanakopita and Pasitio and all that good stuff. Did you feel, I remember feeling like, you know, I wish when I was, when you're a kid, you want to fit in with everybody. Mm-hmm. So you almost wish you have less culture. And then as you get older, everybody wishes they had your culture. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Like I've, I've embraced certain aspects of it a lot more as I've grown older. And I mean, even though I've shunned some aspects of it, but yeah, you, you, you miss, like you enjoy like have, being weird, like yeah. instead of feeling like an outsider, you're like, yeah, oh, this makes me no, I'm super unique. strange. Yeah, yeah. Super strange. I like my weird food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, feta is a stinky yeah. cheese. Yeah. Suck it, everyone else. I like my pastizio. <laughs> Although I am um I am the black sheep of the Greek world because I'm plant based for the most part. So I don't I don't eat any meat. Um my family wanted to disown me for that. <laughs> but now they've come around. They're starting to understand a little. That sort can be of. tough. Yeah. That can be tough to try to incorporate new things into old ideas because when it comes to, and this is this is the same in many cultures, food is love for mm-hmm. Greeks. So if they're making you something and you don't eat it, yeah, it's tough. Which I get because when I make food, I want people to eat it. You want people to eat it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's a very personal thing and it's a rejection of who they are and yeah. what they're doing if you don't have any at all. If you go to a Greek person's house, you're bringing food or you're bringing wine, typically food. And if you... Even if you're not hungry, you have to eat something there. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Like, if people come over to my house, they're taking something from my refrigerator, even if I haven't cooked anything. (laughs) It's like, oh, you don't have milk? Here, take my milk. (laughs) I remember um, one of the happiest uh, things I could do for my grandmother on my dad's side, my yaya, was bring people over to her house so she could feed them. Yes. And they loved that. So when I was at Embry-Riddle, this was over in Daytona, you know, had a lot of, people who were starving students mm-hmm. and so would bring them over. Um, and there was this one time I didn't warn her ahead of time and she got so mad at me. Oh my God. And what was great about it though, was that she still brought out like whatever she had. Of course. So it was like stale white bread. And she's like, <laughs> you want cheese? Cheese? And then it was just like, um, uh, slices, the pre-sliced um, craft yep. cheese. Oh my That's gosh, it was so, so funny. She couldn't have been as upset as she ever got with me. That yeah. was it. My parents helped feed my college roommates too. They would always prepare like these awesome meals. I went to UCF, so it was like 40 minutes away from my parents' house. Really, really far in terms of Greeks like yeah. moving away. Yep. Yeah, that was really far. Yeah, we moved to Orlando from Daytona. Yeah, so yeah. oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they would pack us, they would pack me like, ton of food and extra for my roommates to have. So like all these delicious soups and random stuff and uh, yeah, fed, fed the masses. I think it's also interesting to have uh, what I like is a, a little bit of mystery with the Greek culture, right? Like we're not as prevalent as pop in pop culture as uh, Italians or as other uh, Mediterranean or European cultures, mm-hmm. right? So there is some mystery to it. So, I, you know, it's still a matter of not really understanding all of the ins and outs of being Greek. Even with my big fat Greek wedding being out there and, and giving away some of our secrets, that's really been, and maybe the sequel, I never saw it, but that's really been the only really overtly Greek thing that's ever happened in pop culture that I can remember. Yeah. I Zorba, think, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Anything like. 
other than just the food aspect, you're yeah. 100% right. Yeah, and even the food is kind of, you know, people, there's fewer Greek restaurants. People don't necessarily uh, know about it. So I like that mystery that we have. You know, it's really cool being able to speak Greek because I feel like if you, when you speak Spanish here, everyone really knows Spanish. Yeah. So it's not like a secret language, but Greek, no one knows. So did your parents, like when they were doing stuff or your family, when they were doing stuff and they wanted to keep it a secret, they were bargaining with somebody or something along those lines, speak Greek to each other? Oh yeah. One thousand yeah. percent. They still language. do to this day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's just great. I've only come across one instance where uh, someone said something, but it was, it wasn't me saying it. Thank God I was on the receiving end where they spoke Greek, like trying to hide it from me. And I was like, Yasu, I was like, hello, I speak Greek. And they're like, oh, crap. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like the uh, when my mom calls me and she wants to tell me something about someone in the room. Mm -hmm. And so she'll switch and she'll do the American Greek. Yep, yep, yep. About how cheap this person is. Yep. But they're really very lovely. And, you know, that sort of thing. So. Uh, yep. Exactly. And that's something that uh, we could start. That could be part of the religion is you have to learn a certain amount of Greek or at least the swear words. I mean, that's the first thing anyone learns, really. It's so I, I do. It's not a it's not a lyrical language. It's not a um, like French or something like mm -hmm. that. It's it's much more of a German guttural language. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like that Greek is. But I do feel like we have far superior swear words. Agreed, because you can mash words in Greek and make them like extra. Oh, and you can put, yeah, and you can put them on anything. Yep. So it's a child, it's a face, it's a this, it's a that. And you can add words to the beginning of that. Yeah. Not just like you can in English, but for some reason in Greek, it just means. It's like an actual a word. A little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it becomes so like really an actual that. thing. When I was, and I may have told you this story already, um, I may have conveyed this on the show before, but. I was a kid and my sister and I were only allowed to swear at each other in Greek. Oh my God. So I think it was a cultural relax? thing. I think yeah. my parents felt like, well, my mom really felt like it was, uh, well, it's bad, mm -hmm. but at least they're speaking Greek. That's at funny. they're incorporating. We had the opposite happen because my parents were both um, Greek immigrants, like moved when they were really young. Yeah. English was their second language. So swearing in English wasn't as bad to them as swearing <laughs> in Greek. So we grew up like, where swearing was okay. I mean, of course they told me like, don't say it in school, but like, I just grew up like thinking swearing was just an extra part of language that conveyed more emotion. <laughs> so when you really wanted to emphasize something, your brother may have really made you upset or you were mad at your mom or something. Did you swear in Greek? No, I, I swore in English cause that was more okay. <laughs> okay. So you knew that you had to avoid the Greek swear words. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Cause yeah, I would just, just swear in English because the, the Greek swear words were, were no, <laughs> not okay. Uh, going to church, going to weddings, going to baptisms, Greek Easter, mm -hmm. long, long so, events. So right? many. Greek Easter, we had to go to church like six out of seven days in a row. Yeah. And then the overnight thing. Did you guys do that over yep. here? In the, okay. Where we walk around the church three times, three times with yeah. candles, looking like a, a cult on the side of I four. It's 
pretty interesting when you dig into it how Easter is almost, for Greeks, Easter is almost a bigger holiday. Well, yeah. it is a bigger holiday. It's like name days. Um, oh, yeah. They're bigger than about, birthdays. Mine's coming up, by the way. When's yours? November 6th. Or mine's, December 6th. Mine's November 25th. We have ours so close. Okay, so we'll have to get each other presents. Yeah. That was something that I, yeah, I almost forgot about that because basically it was like a second birthday. Or bigger than a birthday in Greece. But yeah, here, yeah. here it's a second birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Actually, nice. speaking of, I everyone was saying like happy name day in Greek on my Facebook. And then people started thinking it was my birthday. So everyone's like, happy birthday. And I went to <laughs> a, a party that weekend and and they like everyone's like, shh, shh. And then they like crawled in and they came out with a cake. They came out with a birthday cake because they thought it was my birthday. But it was my name day. That's amazing. Uh, so I got wow. To celebrate. How did you explain that? Uh, exactly like yeah. I explained it just now. Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, oh, and actually there was a, a sort of informal Greek holiday yesterday, uh, Ohi Day. Yes, Ohi so Day. That's the no day. That. Yes. So uh, 19, late 1930s, basically Italy said, hey, you know what? We're part of the Axis power. You're going to be part of it too or we're going to occupy you. And as it goes, whoever the leader was at that time, I should probably know this. I don't know it. Uh, but he said, no. No. He said it in Greek, of course. So he said, ohi. So this, and of course, you know, Greek fell, Greece fell to Italy and the Axis powers anyway. But it's still a source of pride. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because we always, the, the Greeks always seem to fall. Like after... Basically, 3,000 years ago, again, that was our heyday. Yeah, that's kind of our thing, like fall. And yeah. And get back up and then fall again. And then, and yeah. Then just keep falling. Yeah. So Turks, Italy, the economy. Everything. We yeah. just love to fall. I mean, it really shows <laughs> shows something about ourselves, I think, that, um, you know, we're, we are true troopers. Like, we fall and fall again. Well, and it's it's <laughs> persistent because what we do is we take over from the inside, right? Uh-huh. Like Rome took us over. And what did Rome get out of it? All of the gods, they just renamed them. Yeah, right? that's so true. So basically we exported our religion to them. Dang. So we're secretly invading oh, yeah. people by letting them invade us. 100%. We probably shouldn't saying this uh, on the air. <laughs> Telling so It's one of our secrets, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Greek secrets. Uh, but yeah, so for the most part, uh, we're taking over from the inside. So you're welcome. Like I'm doing here on this show. I will be the host coming soon. Will you? No. Okay. I'm going to leave you alone so you can be the host. Okay. Thank you for listening to, uh, oh, he's really walking out of the room. Hey guys. Um, my name is Katrina and I am now the host of WPRK 91.5. Uh, this is my show, and thank you for listening to all the the ghosts and spirit out there. I'm back. Thank God. That was really, really... It's a lot of pressure, Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, God. I never want to do that. By myself, or I tried it for a little bit. It's not good. No, I, I need never... I need to, to talk to. Like Katrina Constantine. Who's that? What a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> young lady. And I use lady, and I use young. <laughs> Because I think they're both accurate. Are they? That's good. Yeah. I'll take it. And, uh, okay, so we it's actually pretty much time to go. So let's plug some stuff. Kickingcones.com. Uh, that is my website, and it's going to be a real website in this week. 
<laughs> right now it's just my Tumblr page. When should we, uh, okay, so visit it now and then revisit it. Every when? day for the rest Every of your day. life. Just keep refreshing yep. it until the new site Put comes Put it out. on your favorites. Okay. Uh, do people still do that? Nope. All right. Very good. But you should. Okay. Uh, Maker Fair Orlando is a nonprofit here in town. And Super fun. It's a great event, and they are looking for volunteers. So if people are looking to do something, you can get in for free. So basically, for a four-hour shift, it's the equivalent of a $15 or $20 ticket. That's awesome so and totally that's worth it. Good. Uh, on the show next week, I have actually two um, artists slash tattoo artists coming up. So Johnny Nobody from 36 Black will be here next week. Awesome. And then Scott White will be here on November 19th. I've got an improviser coming in on November 12th, Chris Anderson. So we'll be doing uh, something interesting with him. And then Jeremy Sagers will be here uh, again returning just like he did last year. Awesome. Maybe this is just an annual thing. Are you just repeating people? people? Well, it's, it's, you know, everyone's so busy and so successful. Uh, especially someone like you. That yeah, I have just to so book, successful. I have to book you out a year in advance. Correct. So let's go ahead and put it down. It's basically like uh, uh, going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. You it's, should be going twice a year. Yeah. But you say. really only make it once. Yeah, sometimes so every other show. year. My show is like going to the dentist. Perfect. And it feels the just the same. Analogy that I could make <laughs> for it. Oh, good Lord. All right, Katrina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Anything else you want to add? Um, Halloween? Oh, what is your oh I do want to add something. Go see Nick at Kapachapa. Pachakapa. Pachacha. <laughs> say it. No, I can't say it because I forgot. Pachakacha. Pachacha. <laughs> I give up. But go see him on November 9th. 9th. I'll be at Pachakacha. You should actually see the other seven people who are speaking because they're incredible. And then I will also be there. Go see all of them. Where is it playing at? Uh, it is playing at the Dr. Phillips uh, Art Center. Perfect. And actually, as of today, for the next couple of days, there is uh, buy one, get one free on tickets. BOGO. BOGO, yo. <laughs> All right, so let's end uh, with a last scary song. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yellow Red Sparks is the name of the band, which is kind of scary. Sparks can be frightening. And yellow and fight. red make orange, which is Halloween. Yep. And the name of the song is Monsters with Misdemeanors. <gasps> On WPRK, <gasps> Winter Park, Florida. So they're not like the worst monsters. Not felonies. Right. Those would be bad yeah. monsters. Uh, but yeah, just misdemeanors. But still monsters. But just misdemeanors. But I can handle that. Monsters. But monsters. <laughs> yeah. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Stay tuned. Best hour and smarketing news is coming up. Thanks for listening. That was Odd Numbers. Katrina Constantine is an amazing and funny cartoonist. To see her work and to buy some of it for yourself, check out kickingcones.com. She's also on all of the major social media channels. There's Facebook, there's Twitter, Instagram. Do I really have to list them all out? You know you know what they are. Listeners, always making me list things out for them. Oh, listeners, I get it now. Hey, you're still here. Well, let me know what you thought of this episode. Find me at toacertaindegree.com or email nick at toacertaindegree.com. I want to hear from you, your thoughts and dreams. Tell me of them. Yeah.